Hello, and welcome to Emergency Action Planning and the ACT ASAP podcast. Today's guest speaker is Lisa Peranzo. Now, Lisa is a wonderful woman with over 10 years of experience in the fitness industry. She's works with a huge population, including first responders, athletes, and adolescents. Now, her experience in the fitness industry also includes working with clients who are in the rehab situation from a variety of injuries, spinal cord injuries to brain injuries, and recovery from childbirth and sports. So without further ado, we're going to discuss how to take care of yourself during the crisis. Now, as you all know, I deal with disaster management and there's the before, the during, and the after. So what do we do during the during? How do we take care of ourselves, make ourselves healthy, keep ourselves happy, work out during the crisis? Lisa, what have you got to say about that? Holy mo- Okay, well, I do want to start this off by saying, uh, in terms of disaster preparedness or what you need to do to get yourself safe, all those things, that is not what I will be talking about today because that is not my wheelhouse. That's right. So <laughs> I will leave that to the experts. What I'm talking about is really how to approach your health after you get safe. So that after that, like initial crisis, the, I don't know if there's a specific term for this. So you'll have to like jump in if there is, but you know, in California, we get wildfires. So what I equate this to is after you've evacuated and you are somewhere that is safe. That's consistent because the idea is to put yourself into a safe space. If you you know, there's the, there's the basic three things, which I'll throw out there. Um, When you're building a plan, you're building it with one or two things in mind. One is you're going to stay there and weather through it. Two, you're going to evacuate immediately because you have to. Or three, you've stayed there and you're weathering through it. And now you have to evacuate. So it's all that it's all that process. It's being in that safe space, waiting for the dust to settle, so to speak. So I think that's what you want to speak about. Yes, yes. I am coming from the place of you are in a safe space. There is no immediate danger to you, you yourself, your family, anything like that. But it could mean that the crisis is still occurring. Like maybe you are, for instance, living in a hotel room because you got evacuated from your house and you're not sure when you're going to be able to get back into your residence or, you know, you're not sure when life is going to kind of calm down a little bit. And how do you take care of yourself in that point of time? And I think one of the biggest things is thinking about that kind of situation from an emotional standpoint can be very overwhelming and daunting and scary, and it can create a lot of heightened emotions. And what I would encourage someone to do first is to listen to what it is that their body needs them to do. Like on a very basic level, when it comes to movement, what is your body craving? Is your body craving something that's really high energy, like a HIIT program, or if you have access to a gym at this point, which you might not, going and lifting weights, something like that, or is your body wanting something that is more low impact and slower? And I'm not going to say easy because mat work isn't easy, but something that is kinder than maybe like your typical HIIT program would be. 
Okay, can, can we possibly look at two different sectors of people here? And I'm just thinking that we have our sector of people who are not regularly that active, but probably should be. This might be a way for them to do something and get started. And then on the other side of the fence, we have that regular sector of people who are very active all the time. And, and now they're becoming sedentary because they've left whatever it is they're used to doing and where it's at. So can we address those separately? I think we can address them separately in some respects and probably together in some respects as well, because your super active people might not have access to the equipment, the facilities, the setup that they're used to when it comes to their workouts. Right. Your non-active people might not have that access and might not care about that. But when it comes to approaching working out from an emotional standpoint, probably all of them feel this need to get the extra energy out of their system. And so what can you do? Well, for someone who's not that active, you know, maybe you have been sedentary, maybe COVID got the best of you and now you're evacuated out of your house due to whatever, and you're feeling the need to start moving. Start with something that's a little bit gentler as opposed to tossing yourself into like the hardest workout of all time. So okay, you so don't you, you say I walk around the block before you just do anything else, right? <laughs> well, my, my thought behind that is I wouldn't want to see someone get injured right? Well, yeah. during this time when their body's already under enough stress because of outside factors. Well, that also brings up something else to think about. Uh, during those factors, there, there might not be any first responders readily available because of oh, certain demographics and the, or, you know, certain things in the society, the infrastructure might be crumbled or broken in some way, shape or form. The first responders could be pushed out somewhere else. So that's a very good reason to make sure you take care of yourself and don't harm yourself because you might be your own first responder. That is a very solid point. And I know with where you're at in Florida, you're dealing with hurricanes where I'm at in California, we deal with wildfires. So I don't know how, Florida handles hurricanes in terms of first responders response. But I know for us with fire, um, we are down manpower in cities when there are wildfires. Right. There is enough manning, but it is not what we are typically used to as a city. So you could get response, but it might not be as quickly as like what you're, you would be used to on like a regular Tuesday versus like a wildfire day. Okay, can we come back to this in a minute and talk about some first aid tactics or techniques you can use in case you do get injured from a sports injury or a workout injury? Go for it. That would be good. Go okay, so, so you were talking about, let's come back to where, we, where we're at. We're talking about not injuring ourselves, obviously, you know, starting light and easy, regardless of whether you're, okay, well, the key idea is you got this emotional pent up energy inside of you, and we need to get rid of it because that makes us anxious. If we, if we maintain that, we get more anxious, we get more upset, we could get more depressed. So it's in our best interest to do that walk around the block, do those pull-ups, do those push-ups, do those squats, do something to help expel some of that emotional energy out, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. And I think I like what you brought up with the examples that you just said, because minus the pull-ups, everything that you just said are, can all be body weight activities that you can do with no weight that you could do in a hotel room. Because I also think in terms of a crisis situation, while I would like for you to get outside and walk and get fresh air and the sunshine, that might not be possible if you're in a hurricane you might not have 
a safe situation where going outside is an option. If you're, you know, when we get hit by wildfires, our air quality decreases to the point where going outside isn't safe. Yeah. You don't want to be breathing that stuff. No. So again, that's, I think what we're both speaking to is the same thing of, you know, keeping your injury down while getting that stress out of your body. And my thought behind that and getting that stress out through movement is so when decisions need to be made about your property or whatever it might be, you are making it from a rational standpoint, not an emotional one. So what I hear basically, unless you want to lug around your weight bench and all your weights, if you're that kind of guy, <laughs> it's, and even if you're not, it's best just start with some sort of a body weight workout, some sort of, because you, yes. you already have that weight with you. So you might as well put it to work, right? Yes. And you have, you can find space in a hotel room to do push-ups. You can find space in a hotel room to do squats. You could find space in a hotel room to do yoga. If you have access to the internet still and could go on YouTube and find a yoga video, most hotel rooms have that space. You might need to get a little bit creative and maybe move around like their little wannabe dining room table or whatever, but you can make that work. You could also make hit workouts work like that. One of the easiest hit intervals that I teach is Tabata 20 seconds of work. 10 seconds of rest, you know, this one, eight to 10 rounds, pick, pick an exercise and do it. Right. Okay. 10 rounds. So that's good. So let's think of this out loud here. Let's say we're at a, let's say we're at a shelter. Let's say we had yeah. to go to a public shelter and it's got a concrete floor. Okay. So do we want to be doing any type of a lying down exercises on a concrete floor? I, mean, I can see push-ups, but I don't see crunches too much because of the I don't see crunches too much. That's probably just a me thing. I have to say, we both cringed in our faces. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, crunches could be conceivable. Maybe if you could lay a towel down and cover your space. Right. If you had a towel, you could lay down. If you couldn't do that, do exercises that are standing. Push-ups are still an option, I think. You can very easily wash your hands off, I would think, if you're at a shelter. Squats are an option. Jumping jacks are an option. There's a lot of other ways that you could go with that to make sure that you are moving at least a little bit. So you're talking about high steps, walking lunges, uh, things like that, right? Right. And if you, I mean, if you don't have the space available for a walking lunge, static lunge, okay. use the space that you have there. And if you got your kids with you, that's perfect. You just throw them on your shoulders and they'd love the ride, right? I remember my daughters when they were little, daddy, I want to recall. Okay. On the shoulders. Let's go kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No big deal. But then at least you have some options for how to get yourself up, how to get yourself moving. And then, you know, as the air quality continues, I'm just speaking hypothetically, if you can get outside, start to get outside. Right. Okay. If you're feeling really pent up and you're like, okay, well, I've never ran before, but I, I feel like I really need this. What I like to do is set a time limit and build up your run time. So say, let's take a minute, walk for 45 seconds, jog for 15. That's a very easy breakdown. You can make this even longer in terms of like the time, the actual overall time interval. And then you make your walking time progressively shorter as your run time gets progressively longer. Okay. That way you're working a little bit of hit. Your heart rate's going to be coming up and going down as you engage in the jog. And then as you come out of that jog, right, 
but you're also going at it from a safer standpoint so that you're not just trying to break off and run 26 miles. Like you're in a marathon when you've never ran a mile (laughs) and then you end up, you know, breaking an ankle or something. Oh, we don't want to do that. Okay. So for what I hear basically is we want to get rid of that pent up energy. It's good to get the body moving to do that in some way, shape or form, uh, depending on our, our ability. We start short, start small, but at least start and get that movement going. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then from there that, you know, we'll either like it or we won't, we'll either keep doing it or we won't depending on who we are. Right. But what about, right. let's fall back to the, uh, I propagate always having a first aid kit, always having, cause you're the first responder, always having that first aid kit. So mm-hmm. as far as muscular, mostly is this going to be muscular injuries if something happens or a twisted ankle or something, right? So what kind of items would someone want to have in their kit just specifically for those? What I like to have, actually, I am also a huge proponent of having a first aid kit. So I'm, I'm glad that the expert says to do that. And then I'm like, oh, good. I did something right. <laughs> Um, I really like to have those ice packs that you don't have to keep frozen that you break and then they activate. I also like that for, they have the little heat packets, like the hand warmers. Those are good options too. And I would feel like that's probably a good option to just have in your first aid kit regardless. Right. Yes. About any kind of wraps, like ace bandages or any other. Yeah, ace bandages, I think are a really good idea. And I would even take it a step further and say, you know, if if you know you're prone to a potential injury, like, oh, I, I hurt my knee when I was younger doing whatever. And sometimes my knee gets wonky. Maybe have one of those ace bandage makes those knee sleeves that you can put on. They're, you know, really easy to pack because they can collapse down, but they will give you a little bit extra support. Okay. Without taking up a whole lot of space, they have them for the ankles and stuff as well. So I would not be above that as well, especially if you know, you're one of those people that, you know, oh, I broke my ankle in the past. And sometimes it can get a little bit weird if I push it too hard. Okay. Have that kind of stuff there just in case. So understand yourself and you have a history of yourself. You know, better than anybody else does what can happen to you because of what you're doing. So just prepare for it and have the tools on hand to deal with it if you need it. Right. Right. Okay. So what I'm basing here in like a couple cold packs, a couple hot packs, and maybe a a, a one ace bandage would probably be good at the moment. Or do you think anything else should probably be enough? I think that would be good. If you had the room, one thing that I really like that um, has a lot of versatility in terms of how you can use it is KT tape. This what? It's called KT tape. It's physical therapy tape. Okay. Um, and it comes in a roll, kind of like duct tape comes in a roll, but a little bit smaller. Right. But the reason why I like it is you can put it, you can tape up any body part. You just have to know how to tape it. And there are literally YouTube videos for every single body part and how to tape properly. Okay. But it will act as, you know, that knee sleeve. It acts similarly to give the joint more support so that it can decrease in pain. Right. If you wanted to use that instead of doing the brace or do both, that would be the one other thing I would toss in there. 
Okay, and there's if people are interested in finding stuff like that, do you have anything like that, that type of information on your website that you can offer people? You know what? I don't know. I have an Amazon store on my website. I don't have my KT tape on there, but I'll put it on there for okay. sure. That might be interesting. Yeah, that way people could go right and find out. Because just for right. everyone's information, if you're interested in following up with Lisa here, the best way to do that is go to her website, which is www.ahealthfullife.org slash EAP, and it'll take you right to a special website. And what happens if somebody goes there? What's it, what are they going to get out of that? They are going to get a free workout guide. You just click on the link and it will pop up. It's printable, print it out, download it. You're good to go. There's also a link to apply for private coaching with me. Okay. I do like to offer to, because like we were saying earlier, before we started formally recording this, I'm so grateful to be a guest on podcasts because I do realize how much work it is for you to host and produce a podcast that anyone who listens to this, who does want to do coaching with me, if they mention they heard me on your podcast, I'll give them 20% off of the 90 days. Ooh, go jump on it, folks. This is a good offer. Don't turn it down. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Lisa, we've discussed several things about what to do sort of during the event uh, while we're while we're hiding out after we've evacuated, or even if we're sheltering inside of our home or our condo or what have you. And basically, if I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, we're looking at expelling that excessive emotional energy out of our bodies, right? And we use that, do that through some sort of fluid movement of the body, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you hurt and yourself, I would, then have Yeah, don't hurt that. yourself during this. Yeah. I would say, especially for my my listeners who are the avid worker outers to be really patient with yourself during this time. Okay. You know, crises and, and things like this, they are temporary, even if temporary seems and feels like forever, your routine has gotten thrown off. It's not always going to be this way. It's a means of being creative with what you have so that you know that you're continuing to take care of yourself and to not become stagnant during this time. And, and the reason being is if you are not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of anybody around you. True. That's quite true. If you want to help others, you first have to help yourself. Mm -hmm. For sure. So recognize that this is a situation that is outside of your normal situation and it will not last. That's right. It's not going to last. That's right. Definitely. It won't last no matter how much you want it to. You don't <laughs> All right. Well, Lisa, I want to thank you for coming and sharing your information with us. And for those of you listening, remember, go to www.ahealthfullife.org slash EAP. Go on there, sign in. Lisa's going to give you a free workout guide, and you're going to have the opportunity to do some coaching at a discount. So you might want to think about that. That sounds like a good plan. Well, Lisa, is there anything that we haven't covered you would like to bring up? No, I'm so grateful to you for letting me come on and chat with you and talk about this. I will say this is the first time I've ever talked about this, but being someone who has been evacuated due to wildfires multiple times in my life, right. I can personally attest to how important it is to at least keep with some aspect of your routine mm -hmm. and making sure that you're staying healthy during what can feel like a very chaotic situation. So you heard it from Lisa. Not everybody hmm. is immune to disaster management. He always is. It hits a lot of people out there. That's for sure. 
Oh, feels like everyone right now. It feels like every part of America experiences this to one degree or another. That's right. Everyone does. Okay, so this concludes our, our little chat here. And uh, we're going to get back together at some other time, I'm quite sure. So remember, folks, www.ahealthfullife.org slash EAP. Get some free information. Get some coaching. Ask some questions. If you don't have an answer, ask questions. If you have a question, ask it, and you'll get the answer. How does that sound, Lisa? Perfect. Thank okay. you. <laughs> All right, this is Daniel with Emergency Action Planning and Lisa with TheHealthfulLife.org. Till next time, you all be safe.